0: to the Strange Harbors podcast, a weekly pop culture podcast where we discuss film and television. My name is Jeff Zhang, and with me today is Amir Jure and Derek Wong. In honor of the Oscars next week, we were
1: inspired to revisit a movie by one of the directors nominated this year for Best Picture. The movie took away four Academy Awards, two of which were for Best Director and Best Picture. This week's film is Martin Scorsese's The Departed. Speaking of being inspired, we will also be discussing the film that inspired Mr. Scorsese, to make his award-winning film, and I'm speaking
0: also of the Hong Kong cop thriller Infernal Affairs. Yeah, so last week we teased that this episode would be Academy Awards adjacent, or so to speak, since uh, we're going to be talking about one of Martin Scorsese's films. But to start off, I think it's interesting to note that The Irishman, which was pretty much his big awards contender, has been really shut out of the Oscars this year. I don't know if, if that's something that you guys have been following.
1: I have, I mean, I, I follow the Oscars as best as I can. And yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to win anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, kind of sad. I mean, I liked The Irishman. I guess, oh,
0: I liked you know, it a lot. It's a, it's, I liked it's it a, a lot. It's, a, it's, a,
2: it's, a, it's kind of a stacked year though, huh?
0: Yeah,
1: it's pretty stacked. I mean, in my opinion, one of the best years in movies we've had in a long time. So It's
2: really, really uh, insane, actually.
1: Yeah, so... I'm not as sad just because this wasn't really one of my favorite movies of the year, so I'm okay with it. A lot of the other contenders I'm I'm more willing to give them the praise and the
0: acclaim.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've been talking to a lot of people and they're all like, oh, but it's nominated for 10 Oscars, including Best Picture. How can you say that? It's been shut out. But like, the thing is, you have to take into consideration how like the Academy works, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. They're like, Three big award ceremonies before the Oscars uh, that are used to really build momentum for the winners, right? And so, like, there's the Golden Globes, the BAFTAs, and the SAG Awards. And, like, mm-hmm. the award wins of those specific ceremonies are typically big predictors for the Oscars. Unfortunately, all those awards are now over, and the Irishman has pretty much been shut out of every single award it's been up for, right? Which I think is actually pretty surprising, Um, I feel like it's a type of film where voters uh, would really eat up. Like, Obviously, it's a Scorsese film, but you're also reuniting De Niro, Pesci, Pacino in like a period gangster film. I'm really surprised that it's lost all of its traction.
1: I mean, do you think the Netflix of it all has anything to do with it?
0: I don't think so. I mean, that's not part of any of the discussion, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Because Roma last year didn't have any problems picking up awards. That is true from all these other ceremonies, right? Um,
1: is it the length of the movie,
2: then? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, What is it? About length has got to have a little bit to do with it. It's a very long movie. And uh, like, just as an experience, sometimes you want a bit of a tighter film experience, which I think a lot of these other films bring.
0: But like, the Academy is made up of film people, right? Like, If anyone can sit through a three-and-a-half-hour-long movie, I mean, it's not voted on by normal yeah. people like us right it's by film professionals you know sure um, it's
1: clear that the voters also don't watch all the movies right like it's yeah, yeah like, How how is this a system where like if you're a voter you're not reco- like isn't one of the awards you are required to watch all the movies before you can vote like they make you mm-hmm. log it in i don't remember which award that should be a prerequisite i think yeah but it isn't not for the
0: oscars you no, know not no, yeah. at all because so I, like, uh... I just mentioned this to Amir the other day, that there's a small subsection of the Academy voters where they don't like to uh, read subtitles. Mm-hmm. So they haven't seen Parasite. Like, how do you vote on insane. foreign language yeah. film and not read any of the subtitles or watch the movies? Yeah. That's insane.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, like, I hear a lot of people say, well, Scorsese needs to step out of the... Uh, gangster and mafia wheelhouse right because that's all he does which i think is beyond that's super unfair yeah
2: that's insane
0: if you tally up his entire filmography only six of his films can even be considered mob movies right and like how many movies has he directed like over 40 um and actually some of his non-mob movies are his best work you got like cape fear taxi driver the king of comedy kundun Hugo, Silence, Shutter Island. Not to mention all of his documentaries, right? His documentary work is amazing. He's like a really great concert videographer, right? Um, Yeah. There's like a whole subsection of his filmography that people are neglecting, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. No,
1: definitely. Um, To go back to, you know, your question of like, how is this getting shut out? I mean, I still think that for me, it's just the other movies I think are better movies, I don't know do you guys think this is the best movie like I don't oh no I don't I don't think it is I don't think it is I think we all know also like Oscars isn't just about what's the best movie right it's about how people campaign it's about like I think there was an article written. I can't remember which publication, like, it talks about how the Oscars, it's like a political race, right? Where it's the people with more money usually kind of end up winning or have a better chance of winning because they're the ones that can campaign and get their name out there versus, you know, someone who doesn't have the backing of their studio or that the money to back themselves. Like, they just don't get the praise, even though they're they're great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just surprised because it seems like something that uh, Academy voters would just lap up, right? Um mm-hmm. I mean, like, Joker got 11 nominations. Also, if Joker wins Best Picture, um, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I mean, if Joker wins, like, everyone in the Academy is a fucking cop. That's, yeah. that's what it is. That's what it is. If Joker wins, next week we're going to be <laughs> announcing that Jeff has left the country.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... yeah, I'm interested in this year's race just because it seems like all the categories are all kind of locked based on what's happened in the last couple awards you know what happened in the sag and what happened right,
0: right in bafta's
1: right. recently and the wga's the dga's pga's like all those like small little ones too like it all kind of points to certain movies that i think are going to win but i feel like the oscars always has one surprise surprise right right i wonder what it's going to be yeah so i wonder i really hope it's the best picture uh, <laughs> that's the one i'm hoping yeah. for <laughs>
0: Uh, But I don't know. It it could happen. All right. So should we get into uh, Infernal Affairs slash The Departed?
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Jeff, did you want to introduce the the movies?
0: Yeah, sure. So the original Hong Kong film is directed by a filmmaking duo, Andrew Lau and Alan Mack. And the American remake, of course, is directed by uh, Martin Scorsese. Both of the films are about the same thing, obviously. A cop goes undercover in a notorious crime boss's gang, while at the same time one of the crime boss's gangsters infiltrates the police. And when both of them discover each other's existence, the film becomes this cat-and-mouse game to see who can uncover the other's identity first. It's a pretty simple premise, but it's also, like, ingenious. Um, When did you guys first see either movie, I guess?
1: So I saw The Departed first.
0: You saw The Departed first. Yeah, and
1: then, you know, knowing that that was inspired by Infernal Affairs, of course, I had to watch Infernal Affairs. So, yeah. So,
0: uh, yeah.
2: I I did it the right way, and I saw Infernal Affairs first. (laughs) 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 And then uh, I saw The Departed afterwards. I mean, the striking thing is that these movies are only, what, four years apart? Infernal Affairs in Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And The Departed in six, They feel worlds apart, and I don't know if that's just, like,
0: they really I do. Know. They really do.
2: Where I was in my life, or something, but like I guess I saw Infernal Affairs, like in high school with Jeff, and The Departed. That was that was college. So I'm not to date myself and all of you, but <laughs> 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 um, okay. it's only four years difference, but it feels like I don't know. The Departed feels like it's taking place in a completely different universe.
1: And if you if you think about yeah. producing movies or how you know movies that are in development, it, it takes what. A couple months to shoot, a couple more months to post-edit. So, like, he probably watched the movie and only a year later decided that he probably wanted to
0: do this and started that process, right? Right. Well, so the story behind that is that Brad Pitt bought the rights. I mean, he must have seen it. And he snatched up the rights for Infernal Affairs um, for, I think, it was like $2 $1.75 or something. Mm-hmm. And then that's how Martin Scorsese got involved because um, he read the script by the the screenwriter. I don't, I don't remember what's his name. Uh, William Monahan. He's the one who wrote the script that got Martin Scorsese's attention. So like this whole turnaround was very very quick. Um, and I think Brad Pitt was originally going to play Colin Sullivan, which was uh, Matt Damon's character. Damon's character. Yeah. Yeah, but then he opted out um, and. 'Cause I think he said they should have a younger actor play the part. Yeah,
2: he thought he was too old. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but Amir, did we did we watch this in college or in high school?
2: Nah, dude. I, I feel like it was we in definitely college. Really? It was in college. I don't know, bro.
0: Cause it was my roommate, my sophomore year roommate, who introduced me to it.
2: Okay. And yeah, I told yeah. you
0: about it. And then so this was before we even knew that the departed was even uh a thing. Like they were gonna remake it.
2: Man, did we see these movies almost like two years apart, or something like that? We must, something have. Like we must that. have seen it. Like we must have.
0: We must have. Must have
2: seen it. Like must have been like Infernal Affairs in like oh five in the department 06 or something, or maybe even in the same year. Yeah, that's insane.
0: Because I remember I was really proud of the fact that I had seen it first. <laughs> yeah, before yeah, yeah, yeah. I even knew about the American remake, right?
2: Um, yeah, absolutely.
0: Such hipsters. And, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Clearly, right? Film hipsters.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah so my, my sophomore year roommate, he introduced me to it. He was obsessed with the movie. And he was also obsessed with Andrew Lau's other gangster film series, Young and Dangerous, which was super popular in Hong Kong. I never really got into those, though, because I think they crank up like all the melodramatic aspects of Infernal Affairs up to 11, there's hmm. like a million of those movies. It's like a you're dozen movies or something. That. Yeah, so Infernal Affairs like is very of the moment of early two thousands Hong Kong cinema, right? I think that's what you're kinda getting at, Amir. Yeah.
2: It yeah. It feels like a time capsule and it's only like a couple years later that Departed feels pretty current besides the flood phones.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I saw the movie uh, and those flip phones I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, aside <laughs> I from those flip
2: this movie was. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean.
0: Yeah. I'm curious to see what Derek, what you thought, because you saw it the other way around, mm-hmm. right? right the, the incorrect
2: way. <laughs> the I saw it the incorrect way. <laughs> so,
0: do you think like, Infernal Affairs is like, oh, this is clearly inferior to The Departed, or.
1: I I think there are okay. We'll we'll start with this. I think I like The Departed more still, Mm -hmm. just because I think one Jack Nicholson is in that role is amazing. Yeah, he's really. And the equivalent, right? The Eric Zane character from Infernal Affairs is really not even like I forgot that he's like not even a part. He's
0: like a bit of an afterthought, right? Yeah, he's
2: he's, he's quite a cipher by comparison.
1: But I do think that Infernal Affairs is maybe just a little bit tighter of a movie. Oh, for sure. Because I I think there is a lot of filler at times in The Departed. Mm. But I I forgive it because I think all the performances are just amazing. And Yeah, yeah, I I just love Jack Nicholson's character. Yeah. Um, I will say that now having watched them again, like back to back, like so recently, I don't really like mark Wahlberg's character um, oh
0: really i love mark Wahlberg's character <laughs> He's like, i mean yeah. I, 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 remember when I watched
1: the department i, like, I loved it because he was like that dick the lines he have are just hilarious and like but looking back at it like i think martin scorsese does a lot to try to add things to this movie for i think viewers of infernal affairs do you guys get that feeling like he just sometimes he adds things so that it throws off anyone that might have seen Infernal Affairs. I feel like Wahlberg's character is kind of like that. I feel like the addition of Anthony Anderson's character is kind of like that, where like if you juxtapose the two endings, right? It's the guy who meets him on the roof. You know, in Infernal Affairs is the one that shoots Tony Lung's character. But then, if you think about the American Club, I was like, oh, that's Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson is going to shoot him. And then you realize it isn't, and it's the other guy who's waiting at the bottom of the elevator.
0: I don't think he did that just to throw people off. I think it's just an extra layer that he decided to add in. I don't. I don't see it as as a dig at like Infernal Affairs.
1: I don't think it's a dig in Infernal Affairs. I, I think it's more just maybe not trying to be a complete copy, an like Easter a egg. Complete- well, no, like, just try not to be, like, a complete copy, right? Like, like the same things happen, but there's just those minute, small differences that... Just watching them back-to-back this week, like... I feel like
0: if you watch them back-to-back, it's gonna be like that. Um, yeah, yeah. But also, you are correct, because there are a lot of things that I did not think that uh, The Departed had lifted straight from Infernal Affairs. But a lot of it is, like, really uh spot-on transfers from the hong yeah. kong film right like yeah, i didn't yeah. i didn't expect it when i rewatched it but like you have like the whole dialogue of like oh i know how to spot a cop right yeah between uh the two gangster henchmen the spelling error that like tips off uh the identity of the moles yeah yep. so like mm-hmm. that's directly lifted from the hong kong film Right? Mm-hmm. So there there are a lot of things that are. And like the death of the captain where he's thrown from the roof. Uh, and
1: the fact that like the guy who dies in the car, he, you know, he's like, oh, how did you know where we were or whatever? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. like it, a lot of the beats were the same. And then, you know, watching them side by side, so, so close together, it's also like it's interesting to see how Martin Scorsese kind of rearranges some things too. Like he uses the same scenes, but he kind of uses them in different orders, right? The scene with the cell phone, him like you know texting on the cell phone while they're trying to go like radio silent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: was much later in the party. But it's like pretty much the, the powder keg in the, in the beginning of the movie of Infernal right, Affairs right, right. tipped them off that they know about each other.
0: Yeah. So like when I first saw Infernal Affairs, I was blown away and I I adored it and I and I to a certain extent I still do. But now on rewatch, it's got a bunch of stuff that I don't think has aged particularly well. Um, Mm -hmm. it's got a lot of that corny almost music video-esque effects in it (laughs) yep Um, (laughs)
2: yeah absolutely
0: and like a fun fact is that the main song in infernal affairs is a duet by tony leung and andy Lau, who play the two leads right which is pretty funny can you imagine the departed with a soundtrack that has (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon (laughs) singing together because that's what it would be.
1: I want to change my mind. I think Infernal Affairs is now better. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, I want to get into this a little bit. So, do you guys know much about like Hong Kong pop stars?
0: I don't really know. No,
1: not at all. Like Hong Kong pop stars, they have to be both an international pop star, like singing pop star, and also film star. Like both Andy Lau and Tony Leung, you know, the two leads of Infernal Affairs are huge movie stars, but they're also huge pop stars. Okay, that I that I
0: knew because yeah. um in like Hong Kong culture, like being a singer and an actor is like almost interchangeable. Yeah, it's right? like hand in hand. Like you have yeah, to be both exactly. to be like a
1: mega superstar. Yeah. And they're so, both like,
0: like that, right? Yeah both and they're both Andy like and that. Tony Lung.
1: Like okay, so if people don't know Tony Lung, a lot of people are going to see him not this year, but next year, because he is in Shang Chi. He's in the new Marvel movie, like Shang Chi and the Ten Rings or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I remember when that movie came out, like my mom was like, Did you hear that Tony Lung was casted in um a Marvel movie? And I was like, <laughs> My mom is telling me something <laughs> about a Marvel movie and, and I I asked her, I was like, Is this guy like big? She's like, he's huge. Right? He's yeah. like this really big superstar and and it's also helps that I think he's married to like another person who's also like a superstar they're like a superstar couple
0: um are your parents from Hong Kong yes yeah my parents from Hong
1: Kong so like I used to watch a lot of Hong Kong movies like growing up um okay with them there's a certain point where I stopped watching them that's probably I didn't watch this one but I did watch a lot of like my first run-in with Andy Lau is that he was in a movie called God of Gamblers have you heard of this movie, hmm. Jeff? Or I haven't, Chien? no, no. Anyone who's Cantonese, it's called Do Sun. So it is probably one of Chow Yun-Fat's biggest roles. Like before he kind of came to America, this was one of his biggest roles. It's kind of like a Chinese version of Rain Man, but not really. Like he's not, you know, mentally uh, handicapped. But like at a certain point, like Chow Yun-Fat's character loses his memory. He doesn't remember who he is and the movies about him trying to get his memory back. But they find out that he is like amazing at gambling. Like he's <laughs> they basically use his character throughout the movie to kinda of, like gain money, but at the end of the movie, like he gets his memory back. He's like part of this big tournament and wins a lot of money. But he also can shoot guns.
0: It's a very weird movie. Of course. <laughs> of course Chow Yun Fat knows how to shoot guns.
1: Yeah, like, at some point in the movie, there's action, and, like, I I remember I watched the trailer again, and there's a point where he just has two guns, and he's just killing a bunch of guys, and I'm like, okay, I kind of remember that from the movie. It's been a long time. I actually kind of want to watch it again. (laughs) I haven't watched it since I was a little kid. I I mentioned this because that was, I think, one of Andy Lau's earliest roles, too.
0: Yeah, so I guess it's using uh, Chow Yun-fat to, like, capitalize on his John Woo stuff, right? Um, it's like, oh, he's got to shoot two guns, like akimbo, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's in like Hard Boiled and all of those action movies, you know? I know Andy Lau from House of Flying Daggers.
1: Oh, mm-hmm.
0: um, Fly? yes. Um, Zhang Yimou's movie, yeah. Um, and Tony Leung, he's huge. Like, yeah. he was a big uh, collaborator with Wong Kar Wai, yep. um, In the Mood for Love. Also with um, Ang Lee, Lust Caution was also him. I know that got a lot of attention for its really explicit sex scenes. And I know it was a big deal in China. And I feel like it's somewhat banned there.
1: I'm less familiar with Tony Leung's career. I'm a little bit more familiar okay. with
0: Annie Lau. Just because I did watch some of his movies growing up. But speaking of, I think like the soundtrack is pretty overbearing at times um Mm. the main example i can think of for the soundtrack thing is when tony leung's character and uh leonardo dicaprio's character they're finally pulled out of their undercover positions in the gang and then they're welcomed back to the police force by uh, andy Lau and matt damon right and Mm -hmm. this is where they figure out each other's identities i guess it really starts like the film's uh denouement if you will but Mm -hmm. if you compare the two versions infernal affairs has this dramatic score behind the entire scene that really undercuts the tension Mm -hmm. um but the departed is completely silent
2: um Mm. and it
0: really like ratchets up the tension and i believe it's like the scene with like the flip phone right so it's got like this overbearing soundtrack that it's kind of Annoying at times, I think.
1: I personally didn't notice too much the soundtrack, but I could definitely, I could see how it could be a,
0: of a hindrance. Okay, but you must have noticed when like Tony Leung slash uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is killed, right? That moment's treated oh yeah pretty differently <laughs> yeah. too, right? Because like <laughs> yeah, yeah, when it comes to right. infernal Affairs*, I actually like laughed out loud because it does this <laughs> like stupid music video thing where it flashes to like a little black and. White, montage, yeah,
1: it's yeah. life, it's oh, so yeah. corny. I, I mean, I did also notice that the music changed when he has the interactions with the uh, psychologist or psychiatrist. It almost becomes like this soap opera love drama, right, at times? Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Okay, so here's another thing I like in The Departed more than Infernal Affairs, which is Vera Farmiga's character. She's an amalgamation of, like, three different characters in Infernal Affairs. So yes, like here right. you have one better fleshed out character in the place of like three paper thin ones, right? So she's yeah. a combination of Tony Lung's ex-girlfriend, Andy Lau's wife and the police psychiatrist that treats uh Tony Lung's character, character Leo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a much more streamlined and effective character, I think.
2: It is, yeah. but it's a little weird, right? Because then it yeah.
0: needs—it's like oh, it's like so much overlap with the, like
2: yeah, all the characters. It makes a love triangle where it mm-hmm. kind of doesn't need to be. Yeah,
1: I like, can see that too.
2: Like yeah. Infernal Affairs is a little more pure in the mole versus mole thing, where like this adds another element to it, which is like just a little much. Um, yeah, the great advantage that Departed has over Infernal Affairs is like it has the room to flesh things out because it is it is a much longer movie, right? right? I mean, talking about a movie that's what, two and a half, uh, hours, uh, versus maybe a hundred minutes for the infernal affairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you've got a sprawling, uh, sprawling kind of gangster epic on the one hand and a really tight Hong Kong action cinema on the other. So they're very different. And, um, I think that gives The Departed room to, like, expand uh, characters, um, but it also, I mean, it does make it a longer movie, a fluffier sort of movie. Um, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree. She's a much cooler character. I think the expansion in The Departed just makes it generally more fun. Like, Jack Nicholson being Jack Nicholson is just fun. Um, yeah, for sure. Getting to see Matt Damon flirt with uh, Armiga's character is just fun. Like, that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's something you don't really see very much of in Infernal Affairs at all. Um right. You maybe get a little bit of uh, Andy Lyle with his wife. There's not really much there um, at all. Um, it's just a more fun movie because it's bigger and has the space to sprawl and have humor and do all these things that... Um, Infernal Fair it doesn't always do. There is humor in it, and it is a fun movie, but it's... I don't know. It doesn't take the time and space to expand on the characters the way The Departed does.
0: Right. So, like, in The Departed, um, Jack Nicholson's character, he's uh, an analog of Whitey Bulger, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, y- you bring in, like, a real-life Kind of influence there. And like you have the revelation that he's also an informant, right? Which is kind of interesting too. Um,
2: and isn't in an Infernal Affairs. Yeah. Really
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: what I did like is that Jack Nicholson's characters is, is like a father figure to both Damon and almost DiCaprio's character. But Scorsese, I think, does a better job of kind of equating these two people, right? That they're both, you know, very intelligent people. They were both. In the Academy, probably around the same time, and one just became became a cop, and the other, quote-unquote, dropped out into a life of crime. But, you know, they're still both cops, in essence. Uh, but what it took away from Infernal Affairs is I actually really liked the relationship between the captain and Tony Lung's character, right? Because the captain in that movie was more the father figure to him, right? Like, I actually really liked the scene where he... He's like, "Oh, what's this watch? Is it a spy gears or a camera?" He's like, "No, it's your birthday. It's a it's a gift for you." I actually really like that kind of tender moment between them, and it really gets lost in for me in the Departed. because it basically, you know, Jack Nicholson becomes that analog, right? He takes that relationship instead of instead of Martin Sheen's character, I feel like.
0: Right, right. So I actually like Andy Lau better than Matt Damon in these movies. Um Mhm. I would agree with that, mm. especially having these films fresh in my mind because I buy Andy Lau's internal conflict much, much more than I do Matt Damon's, and I think maybe that's kind of where the two characters diverge, um, and that's maybe the kind of the point. But I think Matt Damon's character Sullivan comes off too much like an opportunist and a rat, right? Which, um...
2: yeah, he's a bit more one-dimensional.
0: Yeah, he gets his comeuppance at the end of the movie, too, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not sure because Sullivan never seems to have a desire to go straight, I don't feel. I never feel that from him. But That's probably what the biggest difference between these two
1: movies, right? Yeah. At the end of The Departed, Matt Damon's character is shocked dead and, you know, bad guy defeated, in essence. Uh, yeah. In Infernal Affairs, Andy Lau's character kind of comes to this realization that, you know, he wants I, to be the good guy. Yeah, right? I kind of want to be the good guy. I want to turn a leaf, right? He even says that he's actually says that line, you know, turn a new leaf or whatever. And you kind of believe him, and at the end, he does get to live. Um, so you know, I haven't seen the sequels because there are sequels to this movie in in, in the Hong Kong version. You're
0: not, you're not missing much. <laughs>
1: yeah but um, they're not very yeah. good i actually literally like the nuance of andy Lau's character in infernal affairs versus what happens with matt damon because you're right matt damon's character exactly. i never yeah, felt yeah. like he wanted to be good he just wanted to not get caught right like he's still the two-faced rat that almost got away with this versus andy
0: Lau, like i feel like he does want to be good and he's also like so like pathetic on the rooftop where yeah. you don't really get that from Andy Lau, right? Um, yeah. I think that's also interesting. And speaking of the ending... So there's actually two different endings for Infernal Affairs. Did you know that? Mm. Because No. Yeah. Because um, the mainland China version and the Malaysian version... Has the ending where Andy Lau is found out... And he's arrested at the end of the movie. Oh. Um, because in mainland China... And apparently, Malaysia, you're not allowed to have a movie where the villain wins. Oh. <laughs> it's super interesting. It's just and, wild, right? Yeah, that's crazy to me. But that's what happens. And, like, that's where you have two endings for Infernal Affairs. Um, I did not know that. But it also makes it so that the sequels don't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but you're not missing anything by not watching the sequels. They're not, they're not very good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, and then that also leads to the big difference, I guess, is in Departed, Jack Nicholson's character is an FBI informant, right? And I think that's the motivation right, right, right. for Matt Damon to want to kill him, versus the motivation I think for Andy Lau to kill the boss is because maybe he is turning a new leaf and he he's doing the right thing, right? Yeah. So like, there's that difference too, and uh, I don't know. I think I like the Infernal Affairs ending more.
0: Yeah. The Departed is very yes. tidy, I think. I can see that.
2: A bit too tidy. But um, I do like Mark Wahlberg's character. He's just fun. So He's so
0: funny. I, I think he's hilarious.
2: He's like another fun addition.
0: Like when they're doing the sting operation, the guy's like, who the fuck are you? I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very good. There's a lot more, I don't know, banter in this movie it's compared yeah. to Infernal Affairs mm-hmm. there's a little bit of like fun slice of life henchman stuff with uh, Infernal Affairs and there's that whole touching scene where the guy dies knowing he's the mole yeah, 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 yeah. in both movies and that's really affecting it in Infernal Affairs it actually really works you really do feel for oh King yeah Kung. for sure, for uh, sure. Uh, Kung is his name I think it's really affecting and tremendous uh,
0: yeah yeah his name is Kung yeah
2: that's right yeah. yeah but the the part is just more fun I don't know maybe that makes it a little too overblowing, too over the top. But it's just more fun, I think, because it's so expanded. You know, it's got that room, you know. Um, Infernal Square is a very tight, tight movie, but I think it's less fun to watch because you don't have the depth of the characters.
0: And the movie's very Boston. <laughs>
2: oh, yes, yeah, super Boston, super yeah. Boston.
0: Maybe, That's maybe true. not. Maybe kick, fuck yourself.
2: You know. Yeah, you got the dropkick Murphys. <laughs> the dropkick the, Murphys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the racism. You know, it's uh, it's very Boston. I remember
1: watching The Departed, and like, I love the scene where he like breaks the cast right on the table, and he like searches it. Yeah, I like that. The departed kind of explains where he gets you know the the broken arm that needs a cast like infernal affairs never explains it right he just starts the movie with this arm right that's in it
0: <laughs> yeah 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 that's yeah.
1: right and i totally forgot that i, and I remember watching again this sounds like wait do they not explain how he gets that injury like he just i guess he just starts with it it's fine
2: <laughs> this is again the, you know another example of the same thing like Infernal Affairs, you get this cool scene where they break the cast, and there's nothing in it because he's got the bug actually hidden outside the window. It's a neat little
1: yeah. That was actually really it's cool. a very
2: cool little shot, right? Yeah. But then yeah, in De- yeah. they're departed. You get this long drown out torture scene of them slamming his arm and screaming at him. Are you still a cop? And like that whole expanded thing sticks in the mind way more than that little scene in Infernal Affairs.
0: Uh, yeah, he like beats like... his uh, broken arm with a with a another shoe. Yeah,
2: but with his Timberland boot. Yeah. yeah, and like that whole expanded scene, I think, just does way more work than the like very efficient little scene in *Infernal Affairs*, which is great in its own right. But I don't know; it's not meaty enough to stick to the ribs. I think I, I agree,
1: but I don't agree because it also adds to the whole Morse code thing. I think yeah. that you that see throughout the movie. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. I I think it's it's small in the Strap- moment, but it extrapolates itself to become something that oh okay yeah he was using Morse code earlier, and then that's how him and the captain communicate. And I think both scenes are very similar, but very different in in, in good ways.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And like I just want to talk about another scene that I found to be better in Infernal Affairs. Well, not better because it's not in The Departed. <laughs> it's when the two characters it's like the beginning of the movie where they're in the oh yeah you know, audio store mm-hmm. i thought that added a little like connection between the characters that um was a nice human touch that the departed didn't really have where they're just talking about like the best audio uh system to use the the stereo and the wires and and things like that that yeah, was cool
1: and then they bring it up at the end of the movie, right? It's like, hey, how's that stereo treating you? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was but cool. so that scene takes place right after the captain's killed, right? Because he says he's going to the funeral. They don't oh, really no, don't tell you that. when it's taking place, mm. when they meet up. Um, yeah. But Tony Lung's character is like, oh, I'm going to a funeral or whatever. So it must be after the captain dies. Yeah, but it's a nice little human moment
2: between the characters, and I kind mm-hmm. of like that. Um, what, what do you guys think of the, like, I don't know if it's stuck out to me, but, like, the respective durations of the undercover mission? Remind me
0: what the time...
2: So, like, I feel like in Infernal Affairs, that mission is, like, he's like, I've been doing this for ten years or whatever. Whereas, right, like, in, like, right, right, The right, Departed, yeah. you know, DiCaprio's, like, I've been doing this shit for a whole year, get me out of here! He's, like, already freaking <laughs> yeah. out. And, like, I don't know, I feel like that's not... Um, I feel like the comparison is very different.
1: Yeah. But I do feel like uh, Leo gives the better performance in, I I guess, expressing that tension, right? I I thought he did a better job of a man that just seems like he's about to
0: really break. But, like, that also kind of plays against it, though, right? Because it's like what's the big deal? You haven't been doing it th- that long? <laughs> <laughs> Where Tony Love's like, he's
1: been doing it for like 10 years, so. Yeah, but then uh, that's the, the show not tell kind of thing, right? Or you're, yeah, just yeah, tell, yeah, you're yeah, telling yeah. me it's been 10 years, but I feel right, like Right, right, right. No, so I, 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 I got what you mean. Showing me that it's been, <laughs> maybe mentally it's been 10 years for him, right? You know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I noticed that difference too. I was like, oh, this
0: guy's been in here a lot longer <laughs> than
1: Leo was. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I can't, imagine what it would be like to see this movie without seeing infernal affairs first so i guess derek (laughs) you can tell me what you thought because like uh leonardo dicaprio's character billy costigan his death i wonder how people in the theater reacted to that having never seen infernal affairs right because that's one of those really memorable movie deaths i think but i was kind of robbed by it because i've seen infernal affairs it's pretty much the same exactly the same how it goes i mean down in the elevator,
1: watching it right? side by side it's not exactly the same in the well, sense well, that no. like, <laughs> well,
2: I like think-
0: how he's killed
1: right not- well,
2: yeah 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 yeah
1: <laughs> i mean it is confusing for a second watching infernal affairs i was confused what exactly happened like cuz y- you see him get shot but like I wasn't too sure if he got shot from the front or the back. Right. It's quickly revealed that he was shot from the front. Um versus like Scorsese does that scene a, a lot better, right? It's more I think visceral. so. It's, it's
0: more it's, it's way clearer.
1: Way clearer, way more visceral just like out of nowhere. Like even though like watching these movies again recently and knowing what's going to happen, I still feel like the, the departed it comes out of nowhere versus It didn't feel Mm -hmm. like that way for me for Infernal Affairs. To answer your question about like me having watched The Departed before Infernal Affairs, I remember watching that. I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" (laughs)
2: Like
1: it took me by a big surprise. Okay, I can. That's what I expected. That's what I thought. Yeah, this is uh, like one of your stars. This is this is
2: Leo. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean.
1: I absolutely love The Departed. It's still probably one of my favorite movies ever it's, it's definitely one of my favorite scorsese
0: movies yeah I, I love the movie um so one thing i don't understand is the absolute hate the departed gets for uh the rat at the end you know there was like a petition and like a whole kickstarter to like digitally erase the rat from the end of the
1: what when it's like on the perch of the yeah, the yeah, because like
0: it's on a windowsill and it's like crawling in front of like the Capitol building or whatever on the windowsill. But people hate it, it's like, oh, it's so on the nose and obvious. Or whatever. I didn't, I didn't mind it, I didn't think it was that bad. It was fine. And
1: I remember uh, going back when we, we watched it again, that thing shows up a couple times, isn't it? There's a couple scenes where there's like rats in the background, yeah, rats, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So it's like a motif that he kind of uses throughout the. It's fine. The movie, yeah. Like, I don't really. Oh, I'm not bothered day. by it at all. So speaking of like the Oscars and speaking of best picture winners and what could win best picture this year, y- we always kind of look back, right? Each year and like, you know, there's certainly some years where they definitely get it wrong. <laughs> I'm thinking of last year, <laughs> and you know, there's movies There's years where you know I feel like they kind of get it right. I guess I'll speak first. I think this is a year where they got it right. I don't know about the departed. It. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah. Uh well let's look at the, the oh, sorry, I years. got I got the list. I got the list. So. Got the okay, list. yeah. I believe it uh was Departed, Babel, Letters from Iwo Jima, Little Miss Sunshine, and the Queen. Ooh,
2: yeah, I think the departed earned it. That's, yeah. that's 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 a whack uh that's a whack line up there. That's a black one. <laughs> Dude, it sucks. Dude, it sucks. It was better than all of the uh, Like, Pan's Labyrinth was better than any of those movies. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Like, I enjoyed Dreamgirls more, probably. <laughs> I don't know, yeah.
1: And this was before they changed to the 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is still the 5. I mean, I... I remember liking Letters from Iwo Jima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of the other five, uh, I, that would probably be the closest one I'd say that I, I liked, but no, definitely the Departed, I think, is one of the... This is one of the years maybe they actually got it right.
2: In the uh, same- yeah. yeah, definitely. I think... Uh, I mean, it makes me feel so good about 2019, hearing the movies that were on the best pictures slate from 06. Holy yeah. shit.
0: Um, I did like Little Miss Sunshine, though. I really mm-hmm. liked that movie. Yeah, was um, if anything, yeah, it, it was would fun. be between The Departed and Little Miss Sunshine, and, and I think um, Babel is probably in Inarritu's like most forgettable movie. No one ever talks about that thing. Yeah, um, how much you guys like Last King of Scotland? Speaking of that year, I've never watched it. So I actually I... haven't seen that. That's the Forest Whitaker one, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the one
1: where he won for Best Actor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though I wanted Leo to win. <laughs>
2: Wait, you want the Leo to win for Blood Diamond? Oh, sorry.
1: I thought this was the year he was... Oh, wait, he wasn't nominated for The Departed? I thought he was nominated That's for The Departed. That's crazy oh, to me. Nominated That's... for Blood
0: Diamond. Isn't that wild? That's the weirdest thing, that he's nominated never mind. for no, Blood no, Diamond. Never mind. <laughs> and not The Departed. Pretty insane. That's crazy.
1: Never mind. I, uh, I thought it was for The Departed. That's why I wanted him to win. But I guess if it was for Blood Diamond, I could see maybe why.
2: <laughs> okay, like... 06 is actually a good year with just bad nominees. Children of Men is that year. Like, Borat was that year. The Devil Wears Prada was that year. How did Streep sure like,
1: not win for killers. Best Actress? How because Helen Mirren
2: won. <laughs>
1: Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know what? We're going to spend a couple uh, episodes. We're just going to criticize each year. <laughs> each year in yeah, the Oscars. Because.
0: Ooh. Man, it's insane that Children of Men wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. What the? No, fuck?
2: that's insane. That's by far. Like, I mean, I like The Departed, but Children of Men is good.
0: Okay, if we had the 2006 slate right now, The Departed would have no chance. I don't think.
1: No, yeah, I, don't I don't know don't why. So I just don't
0: Wait, feel what? like. The Departed would win.
1: Uh, He's saying that if you were to bring Departed to 2019, let's say it's number 10 out of the nominees.
2: With the rest of the 06 lineup, or just the Departed?
0: With the rest of the 06 lineup, too.
2: Okay, okay. So you're just saying, like, in today's climate, it couldn't win. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: Wait,
1: are you saying that? Are you saying, like, putting Parasite versus Departed?
0: No, 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 no. The 2006, all of the nominees right now. Oh, okay. I just don't think... That's the Academy type right now.
1: Are you also saying that right now it would have up to 10 nominees? Like, Children of Men would probably be nominated? Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. Children of Men would definitely be nominated, I think. I think if we had this lineup this year, I actually think the Academy would have done Children of Men right.
2: More justice. Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, more justice.
2: What Um, about Apocalypto?
0: uh, Apocalypto... I think, would work before Mel Gibson was cancelled.
2: Right, I was gonna say,
0: he's persona
2: non grata, but I feel like, I Uh, don't know, uh, Apocalypto.
0: It's a shame, because he's a very talented filmmaker, but... uh, Yeah, he's good. I guess you could say his cancellation buried him in the Rose Garden.
2: (laughs) Um, Speaking of Mel Gibson, are we gonna do Drag to Cross Concrete at some point?
0: We should. We should do, like, that entire studio's films. Maybe do a whole episode on... Them because they're very interesting films. All right, we're getting a little off base, but yeah, we're getting off base. Right, so we can talk base,
2: about yeah. this. Later. Um, <laughs> uh, dude, do you want to just wrap it up? What do you guys think of Infernal Affairs? What do you guys think of The Departed?
0: The Departed is definitely better, but it's not heads and shoulders above. Mm-hmm. There are definitely things in Infernal Affairs that I like a lot, and like you have to give Infernal Affairs credit for the premise in the first place and for inspiring the Scorsese picture, right? Yep. That premise is killer. I can't believe no one had thought about that before. I'm sure there's like stuff that's similar, but in terms of like pure tension and like white knuckle suspense, I think the idea is great. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I still think The Departed is is better. It's more polished, but like like Amir, like you said at the beginning of the episode, like the movies are only four years apart, right? But it feels like a decade at least.
2: Yeah, just it, the it way else. that it's
0: shot, and like part of it's like the culture thing, right? Because Infernal Affairs is very of the 2000s Hong Kong cinema.
1: Yeah, I think it's just a difference, like cultural difference between yeah. American films versus like Hong Kong, like Asian films.
2: It's a time thing, too, though. I feel like
1: things are just shot differently in different parts of the world, right? But yeah,
0: it could also be a time thing. Like 2006 is like right when you have a change into, like, a more measured way of filming things or something. It could be. I'm not saying that's the case, but, like, it could be, like, a changing of the guard type thing. It could also be the cultural thing, I mean. Oh, also, I want to mention the translation of the title for Infernal Affairs. I mean, do you know the Cantonese title? No, I don't. But it translates to The Ceaseless Way. But the English translation is, is just a clever play on internal affairs, Right? Yeah. The actual Cantonese title is much more poignant than what the English translation gave oh, us. Oh, I didn't know right? um, The title means the unceasing path, the lowest level of hell in Buddhism. So, like, uh, I guess the whole movie is about, like, Andy Lau's suffering at the end where he uh, decides to become the good guy, I guess, so to speak. It's like this internal damnation for him where he has to, like, live with the pain or whatever of keeping his secret but where the departed is just a tidy ending and everyone dies
2: <laughs> yeah yeah uh,
1: for me infernal affairs even though it, it is about the two main characters it, it seemed more of andy Lau's story right yeah versus the departed it was about both of those characters more yeah. more even it was more even mind. yeah yeah I yeah yeah so yeah, that that's a good point. It does seem yeah, like Fernal Affairs it, it seems more about Andy Lau's suffering and then Tony Lung is is more on the periphery in a sense.
0: So I guess the consensus is that the departed is better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I was, I think so.
2: Uh, that's what I thought before rewatching them, and then I saw Infernal Affairs. I was like, "All right, there's no way the Depart is better than this." And then I saw the Depart. I was like, "Nope, it still is." So yeah. we, <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun. It kind of crackles with energy. Uh, I said it again and again. Just the expanded space that Scorsese gives himself to play around is just used to such great effect. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be yeah. the by a nose. Not you know, it's not a blowout, but yeah,
0: yeah. And Derek, like you said, I think. Jack Nicholson's a big part of that, too.
1: hmm I mean, he's mm-hmm. Jack
0: Nicholson, right? And yeah.
1: And this is one of his, like, last roles, right? Yeah, well, Before it's not kinda... like he's dead. <laughs> no, no, but, like, I, I think he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he
0: hasn't done much since, I don't think. Yeah. It's almost like he's kind of, like, unofficially retired,
1: right? I don't think he's said as much, but, I mean, he really hasn't been in much since this.
0: Yeah. And, like, you really feel how sadistic he is in this movie, too, versus Infernal Affairs, where... Eric Zhang's character, he's just, he's kind of a dick, right? And yeah, uh, you don't really know that much about him, so you got a lot more uh, character work with Jack Nicholson, but yeah.
1: Do you know where I know Eric Zhang from?
0: Uh, you're laughing, so...
1: <laughs> <laughs> In Hong Kong, like, entertainment, variety shows are huge, too. Oh, really? They're like variety game shows, like, I, I can't think of, like, an American equivalent. It's almost kind of like The Price is Right, or more recently, if you see, like, Ellen's, Ellen's like, game, <laughs> game of, of games. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he say. famously, like, he's a good actor, but he's also one of the hosts of this very popular show called Super Trio. I used to also watch this a lot when I was young with my parents because they would love to watch this, you know, variety game show where he was the host. So, like, when I saw this movie, I was like, dude, that's the host of that that stupid game that's show. Funny. He used to watch as a kid. Yeah. Ah, interesting facts. Hong Kong facts right there. What's, <laughs>
0: the, what's the equivalent of that where someone's, like, in a movie... Um, where you know him from, like primarily not being in movies, right? And then he's in something.
1: Well, I would say like we have the reverse now, where a lot of our um, what's it called, our late night hosts, they're also movie stars, right? Or they had acting careers before they became late night hosts, but now they're more known for their late night hosting gigs. So I okay. imagine like yeah, yeah, yeah. someone who might watch an older movie with Jimmy Fallon or see Jimmy Fallon in SNL and be like, that's, oh, that's true. Jimmy that's Fallon. True. You know, he hosts tonight's Show, but before, he had an actual acting career before that. That's, like, the best of Clevin I can think of,
0: right? Or, like, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was, like, years ago, oh. but, like, in the color purple. Yeah. You know? Um,
1: or it's, like, you know, Bob Barker showing up in uh, Happy Gilmore.
0: That's more <laughs> like a cameo, though. But I do, I do love that cameo. One of my favorite cameos. <laughs> my <time>. It <laughs> is next. You're right.
1: You're right. That's yeah. only Campbell, where Eric Zhang actually has a role in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's weird. Like that's just how like being a, a star in, 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 in like Chinese culture is. Like you, you can't just be an actor. You have to be something else too. It's like it's it's strange. It yeah,
2: it's funny. really interesting. We we were
1: doing what Miley Cyrus is doing before Miley Cyrus. <laughs> 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 Amir, did you have any final thoughts? Oh, well, you already spoke to the fact. No, that I kinda, that. Yeah,
2: I kind of. Yeah. I kinda spoke to it.
1: Okay, great. Well, I think that will conclude this week's episode. I guess we'll talk a little bit about what we are expecting for next week's episode. Jeff, so you are not going to be able to join us because I think you... Yes,
0: are. I am going to be on vacation for a friend's wedding, so I will be out uh, the next week.
1: So I think uh, next week it will just be me and Amir. Where we'll do uh, our reactions to the Osc. We probably won't go through each individual award, but we'll, we'll talk about the big ones and we'll yeah. talk about any surprises that come up. So, uh, depending no. on how boring the Oscars is this year, we'll, it will depend on how long our, our <laughs> actual podcast is going to be. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I hope there's at least one good surprise, right? I think now, after what happened with uh, La La Land and Moonlight, I expect one big shock every year.
2: Ooh, I want
0: another one of those. <laughs>
2: That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Too.
0: All right, well, uh, where can uh, people follow you, Jeff? Uh, you can find me and my writing on Strange Harbors. Um, it's the blog I write about film and television and pop culture in general. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Strange Harbors. What about you guys? Uh,
1: well, you can find me, Derek, at the wrong day. Dake is spelled D-A-Y-I-K. And that's for Instagram and Twitter. And you can also follow all of us on Letterboxd, right? I believe me, Mir, and Jeff all have Letterboxd accounts. Um, you can find the movies that we're watching and we've watched and the ratings that we give to it. Uh, but speaking of ratings, if you like this show, please go ahead and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, uh, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, also, give us a great rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to so many more people and we want to keep growing and we want to keep being able to produce these shows for you guys. So definitely go ahead and help us do that.
0: If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, you can email us at info at dot Yeah. And we'll
1: see you guys uh, next time.
2: Yeah. We will see you next week and Jeff will not.
1: <laughs> see you in two weeks.